Start your engines. Jake just hits the gas and tries to finish first. And prepare for takeoff. It's nonstop adrenaline. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, February 15th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. The Bachelor host Chris Harrison will be, quote, stepping aside for a period of time from the ABC reality series he revealed this weekend in a statement. This comes after Harrison previously apologized for defending current Bachelor contestant Rachel Kirk Connell's racially insensitive past behavior against what he called the woke police. In his new statement, Harrison again expressed his regret for the, quote, pain my words have caused and said he is ashamed over how uninformed I was. Harrison says he will not be hosting the After the Final Rose special, which follows The Bachelor's season finale. You can read his full statement at EW.com. Emmy winners Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge will star in a TV series adaptation of Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Amazon. The two, who also co-starred in Solo, a Star Wars story, have co-created and are executive producing the new Prime video series about married rival spies alongside Fargo writer Francesca Sloan. It's expected to debut in 2022. For other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. And now let's set sail with our top three picks. Number three for today is Bravo's Below Deck, which is about to return to port for a while after tonight's season finale. This week's episode will see the crew finally having to deal with the looming specter of the pandemic. Remember, last week's episode took place on March 12th, 2020, a.k.a. the day before the world shut down. But first, we'll see the fallout after Francesca finally fired Elizabeth last week. While Izzy and Rob's relationship takes a dark turn, James makes a shocking betrayal, and Chef Rachel's feelings toward the interior take a toll on the crew. Here's a preview. We have two charters to go. That's six days. I can stand on my head straight up for six days if I have to. Can we just... No, I've given you chances. Please don't touch me. I believe in karma, and what comes around goes around, Francesca. I'm ready, I can hear you. Rob has a PhD in passive aggressiveness. I reckon he doesn't like me being the deckhand. It's dramatic. All shops are closed, only pharmacies, supermarkets remain open, hospitals are full. They're saying the next two weeks are gonna get really, really bad. We don't know much about the dangerous coronavirus. Is the US about to shut their borders down? When they shut the UK down. Attention all crew, I need everybody in the main salon in five minutes. So, we have a situation. It's going to be an abrupt ending for the crew, given the way everyone's talking about two more charters. How will the show make an ending out of this real-life mess? Climb aboard at 9 p.m. on Bravo to find out. Most of us will never get the chance to step foot inside Air Force One, but now National Geographic is offering viewers a special look inside at the presidential aircraft. Two new Air Force One planes are expected to take flight in 2024, replacing aircrafts that have been in use since George H.W. Bush's presidency. The one-hour special, The New Air Force One Flying Fortress, documents the top-secret mission to transform the new planes into highly secure command centers with unprecedented inside access. Here's a sneak peek of the special's opening. 
As the most important plane on the planet, Air Force One carries American presidents to some of the most dangerous places on Earth. But after 30 years of missions across the world, this plane will soon be retired with honors. Taking her place will be a new state-of-the-art 747 jumbo jet. But to become Air Force One, she will need to undergo a dramatic metamorphosis. Air Force One serves as a command center because we have so much military equipment and other things on, equipment that I don't even talk about. But the new Air Force One has absolutely finer systems, state of the art. President Joe Biden will have the final say on the new plane's design, but work is already well underway with the new Boeing 747s under construction in San Antonio, Texas, and training missions being conducted. Tune in to the National Geographic Channel at 10 p.m. to see how a presidential plane gets ready for takeoff. It's trivia time. Now that you've heard about the new Air Force One special, a trivia question about the presidential plane. Who was the first U.S. president whose plane used the call sign Air Force One? Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, or Dwight D. Eisenhower? Stick around for the answer. All February, we are celebrating black performers and artistry for Black History Month with binge recommendations, as well as picks from EW staff, stars, and filmmakers. Today, we're sharing a recommendation from Queen Sugar star Rutina Wesley. That show returns for season five on Tuesday, and we'll have more on it then. But first, I recently spoke with Wesley at the SCAD ATV Fest, and I asked her, what you watching? Well, I'm watching Flack because it's the greatest thing I've seen in a really long time. Um, Great use of language, strong female leads, and I love Anna Paquin, that's my girl. So, um, but it's just, it's quick, it's, it's witty, it's gritty. I love it. I mean, I just, I'm really into it. <laughs> Flack, of course, stars Wesley's former True Blood co-star Anna Paquin, who recently spoke to EW's Rosie Cordero about a possible True Blood reunion on the Amazon show involving her husband, Stephen Moyer. I'm such a huge fan of True Blood, and I want to see your hubby come on as a PR client. Any chance? I know he's going to be directing season two. Can he come in and, and, uh, oh, and, gosh. and play a part? Um, you know, honestly, it, it didn't come up for season two. There was no, we already knew that we wanted him to direct some of it. And honestly, I mean, look, we, we love working together. So I, I, and I, but none of us know anything, you know, season three. Is there a season three? I don't know where, you know, everything kind of, um, I don't, it's pretty hard to predict what's going to happen in any aspect of our business or the world right now. So, um, you know, if this is it, it's been beautiful. If not, there would be a chance that he would be a client because, you know, we like working with our friends and family. Well, True Blood fans can dream. Stick around. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. 
Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, iconic actor Sidney Poitier was born on February 20th, 1927 in Miami, Florida. Born to a family of farmers from the Bahamas, Poitier would go on to become a trailblazing Hollywood star, beginning his acting career on the New York stage before moving into films. Poitier soon became the first black male actor to be nominated for an Oscar for his turn in 1958's The Defiant Ones, and later was the first black actor to win the Best Actor Award for 1963's Lilies of the Field. He continued to break ground throughout the decade, appearing in successful films like In the Heat of the Night and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and he remains a revered Hollywood icon to this day. And now we're revving up for our number one pick, The Crew. Kevin James stars in this Netflix comedy series as a NASCAR crew chief who faces some unwelcome changes when his longtime boss retires and hands the team over to his millennial daughter. Here's a preview. Can I have everyone's attention, please? Well, it's been a great ride. But Catherine's moving back home and taking over. Guys, meet your new boss. You gotta be kidding me. I have underwear older than her. <laughs> I don't want to fire anyone, but I'm gonna do what I have to do to win. She can't fire us all. We're a family. Jake is like a son to me. Chuck is like a brother. Money. Mirrors. I found a mint. Or a Xanax. Either way, it can only help. No, it's a pebble. Things may be a bit uh, rocky for the team going forward, but the crew is, at its core, a workplace comedy with heart. EW's Kristen Baldwin recently spoke to James and asked him what appealed to him about the show. What was interesting to me was that it was different. It's different for me. And it's a workplace comedy that, you know, it, it's the same anywhere. It doesn't matter, you know, in the office where they sell paper supplies. This is, just happens to be NASCAR. Is the, yeah. you know, it's, it's just you change it out. It's the same office things. You get the same people in the office. It's, 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 it's relationships and it's here it happens to be very highly competitive and it's crazy and there's life and death on the line and it's just nuts. Uh, so that, I mean, it opens it up for me to be, you know, endless avenues to go with this place, yeah. but it, it's also extremely uh, a funny, funny place to, to perform. You can speed through the first season of The Crew on Netflix now. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Who was the first U.S. president whose plane used the call sign Air Force One? Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, or Dwight D. Eisenhower? The answer, Eisenhower. The Air Force One call sign was created in 1953 after the president's plane entered the same airspace as a commercial flight with the same flight number. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.